Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the nation. Uh, I am JT, along with my co-host and co-conspirator, Hall of Famer, Leanne Whippen. And we're coming to you from our respective Turn It, Don't Burn It studios on each side of the country. We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Well, uh, Bill Gillespie is with us today from Smoking Hogs. Bill's been on the show before, I don't know, two or three times. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. 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 We've done that. Always a great guest. Bill just got back from, uh, the Jack. Um, you won the chicken, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got, yeah. Congratulations. We, uh, That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So Leanne, what did you think of Bill's chicken? You were one. Of the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I wish I could answer that. I, I hope <laughs> I got the chicken. I had some good chicken. You know, yeah. the thing about the jackets, when you turn in chicken, the most challenging part is because mostly KCBS around turns in dark meat, but you're required right. to turn in light and dark. So Correct. Um, yeah. so that's uh, quite a feat that you won that. And again, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's always a challenge, um, you know, leading up to the jack, trying to get a couple practices in with the white meat and the dark meat. And um we only did one practice beforehand, uh, probably about a month before that at a contest. And we were lucky enough to get first place at that contest. So I'm like, okay, I think, you know, I think I got a handle on it. And <laughs> yeah, we just kind of crossed our fingers and, and hoped it worked. So I'm going to guess, you don't have to tell me, but no, I'm okay. going to guess that you turned in the flap of the chicken wing we did we do and we've we've kind of gone back and forth a couple times um i have turned in breast meat with thighs uh-huh. um but this year we decided we're going to go back to the to the flat part of the wing and uh-huh. turn those turn those in and uh yeah it paid off for us what do you yeah. do to them bill i mean you don't have to uh, tell us your secret no. sauce so to speak but what do you no, do to it I, I pretty much do the same thing I do to the thighs, just cook them a little bit less. Um, I brine it the same. I season it the same. I sauce it the same. So it, it kind of all looks very similar. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I, I, I sort of put the thighs on the outside of the box and the the flats like right down the center. And I yes, put six I, of I each. Noticed, yeah. I noticed quite a few similar um, appearances where they kind of crisscross them right in the center. Of yeah, the thighs. Yeah, and it's pretty much very beautiful. Yeah. yeah I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I was going to put them on the outside and my wife said, no, no, no. I wanted to put them in the middle. I said, okay, you know, you're the boss. So there you go. <laughs> smart man. Off. Smart yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got to ask you, what do you use in your boxes for uh, the greenery? Now, the reason I ask this yeah. is uh, 
Leanne wasn't with me, but my wife and my in-laws, we were wandering around there on Friday and we came across this team from uh, East Texas up by Beaumont. Mm -hmm. And there was like 10 of these guys and four of them were sitting at the table and they had these cases of kale and they were tearing apart little pieces of kale and very, you know, cautiously putting them in their turn-in boxes. And I thought, Eureka, somebody finally found some useful purpose for kale. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah. not a kale instead, guy, you know. Yeah, instead of the Portuguese with the kale soup, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you yeah. use? We use parsley. Um, yeah. You know, we, we tried using the kale a couple of times, and um, my wife just likes using the parsley. She's uh, She's been doing that, God, since we've been competing. Like I said, we tried it, tried kale a couple of times, and just uh, – we we just like the way the parsley looks, you know. I'm a parsley person myself. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to get away from it. <laughs> well, I think it's easier to work with personally. A lot of people I think, think so. the, I just I find that I have more control over it because kale is mm-hmm. sturdier and it's harder to move around the box. But yeah, uh, exactly. I agree. And what yeah. do you do if you get a renegade little piece of kale on your rib or your chicken or something? I would like yeah. But yeah, you know, nobody yeah. asked me. So <laughs> I, I guess you that's have to... when you pull out the long tweezers. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bill, how many trips have you made to the Jack? So we've been, this was our 11th time cooking the Jack. Um, technically 12th. We were there in 2013 for the Circle of Champions, um, but we just cooked the the circle of champions, not the regular Jack. So we've cooked the regular Jack 11 times. I'm and sure that's a record. I don't know. I know. Uh, I think Darren's up there too from Iowa Smokey D's. I think yeah, he's, uh, it's possible, he's, he's but I know that's, that's a lot, especially yeah. when it comes to luck of the draw. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's yeah. uh, that's amazing. 11 times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but so forgive me, but I don't remember mm-hmm. your answer from a previous show, do you have a lot of competitions up there in the Northeast or do you have to, you know, drive la- a fair distance? Yeah. So the last few years, it's been a little challenging. Um, we've had to go down to the mid Atlantic, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Virginia, stuff like that. We're, we're starting to get more, more contests up here in the Northeast. Um, I know at least another half dozen or so more next year. Um, I'm trying to think how many we had this year. It was a, probably between like New Jersey, New York, all the New England states. Um, I want to say that there had to have been at least a dozen or so. Uh, I could be wrong. And there might plus or minus, but uh-huh. it, we, we, you know, we're, we're getting definitely getting more, more events. Well, that's good. Are, are they, as it's growing, as the turnout good? I mean, are you starting yeah. something in sparsely? No, no, it's good. We had um we had one event down in Rhode Island this year, and I think that we had like fifty five teams. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, and I know that contest is coming back, uh, and there's a few more kind of popping up in in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, I believe, a couple up in Maine, um, another one up in Vermont, um, Connecticut. So we're, we're starting to get a, probably a good six to eight more contests next year on top of the the ones that we already have well that's good Uh, that'll that'll give you a few more shots at the at the jack absolutely right i I fondly remember bel-air uh 
I went there oh, 10, Maryland. Year, yeah, yeah. 10 years in a row. I went there and even vended wow. there. Yeah, that wow. was one of my favorite contests. Yeah, I know that's always, that was what, in, I think they ha- have that in August, I in believe. In August, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's all, that was always around the it's time. Always hot, like, always hot. Yeah, always hot, <laughs> right, right. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, I love the Northeast. I love Massachusetts. Uh, as I told you before, I spent a lot of time up uh, in Springfield and then down mm-hmm. in Boston and uh, yep. always had a good time there. Didn't eat a lick of barbecue, though. It was mostly yeah. lobster. You know, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever and, we and can get know, our hands on. That's what we did for our chef's choice at the Jack this year. We did um, we did a New England style lobster roll and a little t- shot of uh, clam chowder. Oh, well, boo! Yeah. I didn't get that. Oh, you didn't get that. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I had we, some we, epic dishes, I must say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, we, you know, we did all right. We ended up finishing fourth um, with that entry. So we're That's pretty good. happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. And how, how this is a, uh, this is kind of a silly question to, to veteran listeners here, but for new mm-hmm. listeners, how big of a thrill is it? And is it still a big thrill to get a call at the Jack? I mean, oh, even, even if you're, even if you're 10th out of, you know, number 10, doesn't matter. I, I'm excited if, if I get a call at a, at a just a, not even at the Jack, but just at a, at a regular contest. Um, you know, I'm still excited because it, it could be the last time I ever get called. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's I so many teams. That, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> But no, even at the Jack, every time you hear, anytime you hear your name called at the Jack, it's, it's awesome. Um, Because it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a world championship. There's teams from all over the world. It's, um, it's just special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How was the judging? Leanne, hush. How was the judging? (laughs) How's he going to know how the judging is? I mean, I, you know, I, I, I thought it went well. I mean, we ended up sixth overall, um, pork. I think we were, I don't know, we were 40th or 50th in pork or something like that. So, but it was honestly, my pork was a little tight, so it probably deserved what it got. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fair. Good. See, you're off the hook. Man. Yeah. It's all good. One thing that I recall, if I'm not mistaken, um, an international team took first in brisket, which I find absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the first, first place that an international team won, I think. Yep. And it was brisket of all categories. So I thought yeah. that was quite amazing. I, I did too. And I, I've, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they use uh, snake river farms brisket. Yeah. Um, which team yeah. was that? You remember? Um, oh my God. What's I have that New, stuff. New but Zealand. It's- it's very yeah, it was behind. a New Zealand team. It was more, more better barbecue or something like that. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. I'll yeah. have to look that up at the break because yep. uh, I've got all those things, but they're buried behind my other screen here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, well, that's kind of interesting that you um, you still get excited. That that shows your real passion, Bill. Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah. truly, it does. Because I know in other sports after you've done it for so many years, you know, you can get kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got fifth in this, whatever. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's overall in the barbecue competition world. I think that's a really cool thing that people still have that passion for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty competitive. So, you know, I'm, I'm always trying, you know, to better myself and 
to cook better. So it's, you know, when I do get a call, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of still relevant. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's just a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, and it's well-deserved too. It is. Um, we're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation, and uh, Miss Leanne and I will be back with Bill Gillespie from Smoking Hogs. Bill's also an author, so we're going to talk about that in the show. He's written some great books, and I've been fortunate to get a couple of them. Um, so we're going to be right back right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen, and we've got Bill Gillespie uh, with us today. Just co- finished competing at the Jack. We're going to talk to Bill in just a second here. Uh, if you want to email us, you can just go to barbecuenationjt.com, and there's a contact form there if you want to do that. Also, you can send us messages via Facebook and Twitter, <clears throat> Instagram, all those social media platforms. We've got a, a bunch of them. Um, the show's got a bunch of them. Leanne's got a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of them. So if you can't find us, you're not trying very hard. That's what I'm going to say. I was trying to figure that out the other day between you and me, Leanne, and the shows. We must have combined like 60 different platforms. Some of them are the same, but for different uh-huh. shows and what have you. But we must have 60 places that you can reach us out there mm-hmm. there's just a bunch so good yeah i think so um whether people pay attention to that or not i don't yeah. know anyway we're talking with bill gillespie from smoking hogs bill's team was sixth overall at the jack when you go to something like the jack are your preparations any different than if you're just gonna you know go over to rhode island and do a an event um you know we're traveling a little bit further so we definitely want to make sure we have everything that we feel is important to us you know with Mm us um because if you do forget something you might not find exactly what you're used to getting so yeah so i think you pay a little bit more attention to to when you're packing things you know preparing for you want to make sure you have everything like i said that you're comfortable with having the Walmart in Fayetteville does not have everything you need. And that's, that's the biggest, true. That's the biggest yeah. store around. Well, there. you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you something. <laughs> Things have changed so much in competitive barbecue. There was a time back in the day that everybody would buy their stuff on the road. Okay. All their yeah. greens, whatever. And you would go and Walmart at the time was known to have the best parsley of all places. Yeah, you're right. And you would go into Walmart invariably and it would be gone green leafy lettuce it would be gone you know there's a competition going on and it would really put you in a tight bind because then you'd have to find another place and if you're carrying Mm -hmm. a rig that wasn't easy but um the preparation today is far different than it used to be i used to make my brine on site i used to make my sauce Mm -hmm. on site i would have a bazillion ingredients 
And then I'd be shopping like crazy for all the last minute stuff. And today yeah. it's like everything is so well contained, well thought out, done ahead of time. I mean, even prepping chicken. It's just, I mean, I would just open up my bags of meat on site and just start cutting away. And it would take me a full day just to prep for the contest. And people just exactly. stroll in there now and it's done. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and and it's funny, I, I have a good story with that. So uh, back in 2012, we're at the Jack. And I had sourced out my ribs and chicken from the same butcher I had used the year we won in 2011. So I I, I forget where it was. It might have been Murfreesboro or something. Um, anyway, so I go to pick it up. The ribs are great. I, I open up the chicken and I'm like, uh-oh, something's not right. It just had a, just didn't smell good. So what do I do? I go to Walmart. I pick up a couple family packs of chicken, trimmed everything on site. And wouldn't you, we got a third place in chicken in 2012, Wow! which is Walmart chicken. Like you said, it, it, it you could do that back then and, uh-huh. and not so much today. Yeah, no, it's different. It's definitely yeah, different. It's, it's definitely different. Did you, um, and I know we talked about this before, Bill, but did you actually do a lot of your trimming and that at home? Or do you still wait till you get to the competition? Um, I had my, I had my chicken trimmed and, and put in the freezer. Um, but everything else I, I just trimmed on site um, just because I'm trying to, well, yeah, just, we had a long trip. I didn't want to trim it and then vacuum Yeah, there seal is a it. point of a little too early. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I trimmed everything except for the, chi- like I said, chicken was in the freezer. So I took it out Wednesday nights so to start thawing out. Um, but everything else was, uh, I trimmed on site. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. I am. Um, I've always kind of wondered about that because you hear, like Leanne was just saying, there's kind of two schools of thought, but mm-hmm. the, the main school now, the people we talk to and interview and stuff. And of course I've got a pipeline with Leanne there is do as much as you can ahead of time. And yeah, and that's, get, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So that way you're not dragging excess stuff in the, you know, mm-hmm. in the trailer or whatever your setup is, because yeah. even even the smallest bottle of rub <clears throat> can take up the just the right amount of space to make everything not fit perfectly. If you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You, yeah. I, you know, up here in the Northeast, our, our contest is Saturday with the turn in on Sunday, so I do a lot of my trim and prep at home on Thursday, um, and then we'll head out Friday after work and head to the contest. So I'm pretty much, everything is all trimmed. And then when I get to after meat inspection, I have maybe 45 minutes worth of work I have to do. And then I'm pretty much done until I start cooking everything. Yeah. Are you uh, still using the Weber Smoky Mountains or what are you using? Uh, so I, I'm using a, a Humphreys smoker. It's a, it's an insulated cabinet style okay. smoker. Um, so they started making those in 2013, and and uh, I started using that along with the Weber Smoky Mountain. Uh, but now, you know, I'm pretty much exclusively cooking on Humphreys. You have more um, more choices with it, you might say. Uh yeah, you know, it's it's. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the WSM. Uh, I mean, yeah. I still cook on it at home. I still use. As a matter of fact, I'm. I'm going this weekend to a small little uh, chicken and rib contest and I'm bringing my Weber kettle 
in my 18 inch WSM to cook the ribs on. So yeah, I, I still cook on them. Um, I just, uh, I like the results I get from the Humphreys in, in competition. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yep. Um, I've never used one. So I was just curious about that. The home yeah. It's, side. it's similar to, uh, like, you know, backwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Back, yeah. It's, it's similar to a backwards that style. Okay. Well, you know, it is what it is there. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking with Bill Gillespie from smoking hogs. One of the big winners at the Jack this year. And I got to tell you, this was the first time I had been to the Jack and I was impressed. Maybe not so much with the enthusiasm at the parade, but other than that, I was pretty impressed with the whole thing. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Bill and Miss Whippin and the whole crew right after this. Don't go away. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation here on USA Radio Networks and the like. We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Don't forget to go to their website, um, naturalbeef.com. If you're going to place an order, because they now have an online store, if you use the code BBQ Nation, just spell it out, BBQ Nation, uh, you'll get 15% off your order, and some of that great beef will show up at your doorstep in the next couple of days. And also, pig powder. Da, da, da. Uh-huh. Trim Tabs Pig Powder Barbecue Dry Rub was developed by Jim Tab, Leanne's dad. It won the Best Rub on the Planet Award. It's used by winning pitmasters and has been for over 30 years, and it's now available at pigpowder.com online. Um, and Leanne sells a lot of that. I know she does. It's, so it's I, I was just out of town for a week, and I felt bad because I actually personally mail it out, and I had to stall on the shipments. And I'm sorry to those who are listening. Uh, well, I've got I, a couple I feel of your pain. <laughs> I got a couple yeah. extra bottles. If somebody wants to swing by the house, I'll sell it to them and I'll send you the money. How's that? That's great. So, Bill, I want to talk about your your work on uh, cookbooks and stuff. Sure. And the last time you were on, I think you had just done the hot and fast book. If I'm yeah, if I can. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, I did that one uh, over COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was COVID a blessing to help you uh, kind of finish the book and, you know? Yeah, it, it, it really was because I was, you know, I was working from home. Uh, I had a lot of time to, you know, test out recipes, um, you know, in throughout the day during work and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it you know, it, obviously it wasn't um, a great time, but it was a good yeah. time to write a book. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I can I can imagine that. Um, Do you actually cook hot and fast? Uh, I you know I, I I do my chicken and my pork. I cook it around three hundred. 
I don't really yeah. consider that that hot. It's not, no, it's not that hot. I mean, you're looking at like 350 to 400 really for hot, but I mean, it's, right. it's hotter, hotter. 300 is like hotter than I normally started out cooking. Um, you know, I was always low and slow, like 225 ish, but, um, yeah, I, I just, it has to be cooked hotter. I think so too. No, I, I absolutely I did. That. I don't yeah. forget the 225 on chicken. No, no, you can't. It. No, not at all. Unless yeah. you just want to do it for home yourself at right. home, but yeah, for competition. That's when I, I do 600. Do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> doesn't, if you do it at 225, doesn't eventually the skin get a little chewy? It, it never gets it does. really it doesn't get yeah. Yeah, properly. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I, I love smoke wings, but here's the little thing that I do is um, I'll smoke them and I'll throw them over like on my gas grill and crisp yeah. them up before I serve them. Uh -huh. They all think they're marvelous and wonderful. Uh -huh. And I don't tell them any different because, yeah. uh, um, you know, it's just what we do. Yeah. But I know when I when I cook wings at home, I use the the vortex mm -hmm. um, on my my uh, Weber kettle and. Uh -huh. It's 40, 45 minutes and they, they come out crispy and yeah, they're good. Uh -huh. I think that's a, you know, I think any chicken, but especially wings, you have to have wings and then a comma, then the word crispy, or I'm not interested, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> I don't want chewy. I want crispy. Crispy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to your books for a second. Um, sure. When you're doing your books, uh, and this is just kind of a personal question, Bill, but mm -hmm. when, when a company like Weber or whoever has hired you to do a book, when they do that, I'm, I'm assuming there's a contract and there's money exchanged at some point and so on and so forth. But do you get a budget for experimenting on recipes or does that all come out of your side? Um, so, so I never really, I never had a, a contract with Weber. Like they never approached me. So this was all from my publisher. So they, they call, you know, they call it an, an independent guide to whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, they, the way I guess the publisher works for, or at least my publisher works is, um, you know, you, you negotiate a, a kind of an upfront cost and, um, and, you know, you can use that upfront money to, to go towards helping if you need to have, have somebody help you write the book or, you know, buying supplies for, for practice or test cooking. Um, and the, the, the publisher usually takes care of the, uh, the photo shoot, um, obviously the cost in publishing the book. Right. But you use, you know, you use that upfront money to, to help you prepare and write the book. Well, that's a good thing. That's uh, yeah. Do you when you do that? Do you go in? I know when I, I wrote a book years ago, and I just did it. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you go in to pitch something like that, or your publisher comes to you and says, "Hey, let's yeah. put this together," do you say, "I've already got pick a number twenty five recipes that would yeah. be perfect for this"? Exactly. Yeah. And then do pretty you, much. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then you go say, hey, here's, here's a couple for chicken. Here's a couple for fish, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you kind of show them and then you build around that. Yeah. I mean, they, they want a couple of uh, like sample recipes, you know, and um, 
just so that it's it's in the format or the style that they're looking you know the hot and fast or low and slow or whatever you're cooking uh-huh. could be sure. ca- cast iron cooking whatever you know um and then they say okay yeah that that looks good um let's uh let's move forward with it and then um you, you just kind of you know i i kind of cook to how i like to eat um and, and that's what a lot of these recipes are it's it's to my taste, you know, and, and that could be different. You could take one of my recipes cooking. You're like, Oh, it's too sweet or it's too spicy, you know? And, and the beauty of it is, is the next time you can adjust that to your, to your taste. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think the recipe is just a guide and you can certainly change things around to make it your own. With the amount of, and there's been a ton and we all know mm-hmm. that of, of barbecue cookbooks, recipe books, whatever you want to call them last few years i mean i don't know i've probably gotten 50 to 80 of the last the last four years i mean they come and then we decide if we want to interview the author or whatever Mm -hmm. okay sure we look at them and i'll usually pick a recipe um usually just one and and see if we can if i can make it work right if i can't make it work right then i'm not overly interested in trying to you know discuss that on the show you know what i mean right, i right. don't want to yeah. point out anybody's foibles or anything like that but yeah. um when i when i did mine i don't know what we ended up with 50 recipes or something like that but it's a hell of a lot of work it is yeah it, i can't tell you how many times so the one particular recipe in my last book um, it was the cornbread recipe and I just, I must've cooked it probably three times a day for about three weeks before I finally settled on a recipe. And my wife was like, I, I just can't eat any more cornbread. You got to stop cooking. It. <laughs> so yeah. So the corn, I'm really happy with that particular cornbread recipe. It's, it's kind of a dense, uh, cornbread and it's almost like a corn cake, I would say, but, um, yeah, it's good you know <laughs> yeah yeah we're talking with bill gillespie from smoking hogs who just came back from the jack won the won the chicken and was sixth overall and and all of that um our our buddy meathead and he's a friend off the show too but mm-hmm. you know he did the one book and of course it took off like a wildfire now he's, oh yeah he's finished his second book and they're actually going to break it into two parts kind of like a tom cruise movie you know you, <laughs> you can't get it all in in one sitting yeah. like that but but he has labored what what do you think leanne a year and a half on that or something i mean it's a oh, lot wow. well the thing is this is really photography focused i think mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. more and he does his own photography. I mean, that's what it, one of his majors in school. So when you hire a photographer and you're just doing recipes, that's one thing. But he's doing everything. And yeah. he's also making it a book of art in a way, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so grueling for him and tedious. And I mean, because his the method of photography that he used takes multiple images just to create one shot. So when you have to create many shots, you're talking about thousands of shots, oh, yeah. to go into, you know? So I, I, I can see when he started talking about it and he's explaining it, why it's taking so long. All right. Well, I think he's done now. It's just a matter of how they're going to lay it out. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it was final supposed edits, to be released yeah. this year, but now it's not going to be till next year. Good things wow. come to those who wait. So yeah, I'm yeah. I, I like I like his stuff. Um I love the science behind it. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm an engine I'm you know an engineer by trade. So I I love the science. I like Alton Brown. I just like that kind of yeah. background information. You know, I, I just what I enjoy. You know are what's you planning? What... I'm sorry. Are no, you no, planning no. any future books? Um, possibly. Uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing as of right now. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm just we're kind of mulling over a few ideas of what we maybe want to do next. One of the fun things that I like to do. You were talking about the science, you know, and yeah. and all that. I, I put my seasonings on, you know, three hours before, and it really sinks in. And I like to say, I use a little meathead quote. Well, the only thing that you know the meat will absorb is salt. And they look yeah. at you, they look at you like you're from Mars. And I have mm-hmm. a, I have a lot of fun with that. Really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. It's all good. Uh, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna be back with Bill. Um, talk a little more about his books and his cooking. And then we're going to, when that's over with, we're going to subject him to after hours. That's the height <laughs> of uh, our day as far as Leanne and I are concerned. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite seriously. Anyway, we're going to be right back. Stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippin, Hall of Famer, I might add. Uh, and we're talking with Bill Gillespie today from uh, Smoke and Hogs. In the wintertime up there, Bill, you get some weather, kind of like we do. We get, I think we get more wet weather. You probably get a little more snow and stuff, the way the, you know, the yep. map is, so to speak. Yep. Um, do you s- still spend a lot of time outside with the, with the smokers and the barbecues and stuff? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, um, I grill and barbecue all year long um uh, you know one year in particular i think we got like 120 inches of snow and i it it seemed it was like it was coming like every four or five days and we'd get about a foot and a half each time and i'd be out there shoveling out the smokers and uh just cooking away and and yeah it's just um just what i like to do Hundred and twenty inches of snow. That's like two Leanne's stacked up. Yeah, that's like that's ten feet. That's a lot. Yeah, that that was we I have pictures I can show you the the snow mounds are are we're halfway up the side of my house, almost up to the second story windows. Oh wow. wow. It, 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 yeah, it was just massive. I think that was like uh is in the 2014 or 2015. Thank God we haven't had anything like that. Um I think last year we had six inches of snow where I live all year. Uh, we There was a – everything north and west of Boston got crushed, but I live mm-hmm. more down towards Cape Cod, and we, we had a lot of rain and a lot of the warmer weather. But yeah. it, it was an unusual year last year mm-hmm. for sure. 
you you're an engineer and you work for one of the power grids do you get called out yeah. sometimes i do yeah. yeah i do and um especially in the winter time with you know the the wet heavy snow um mm-hmm. it, it it uh you know you get that weight on the trees on the power lines and there's those come down and you know we we got to restore power back to to the customers so yeah what do you think <laughs> is the state of competitive barbecue today um since i've been doing this show i know it's grown and yep there's um get to meet a lot of great people like you and mm-hmm. that when i first started it was kind of just on the precipice of of making this leap but i'd like to hear your take on it um, you know, I, I think it's, um, it's not growing as much, I don't think as it did, but it's definitely steady. Um, I mean, the competition is just fierce. It's everybody, everybody has a class or they're taking a class. Like there was never classes when I first started, there'd be few and far between, but now everybody's offering a class. So everybody's taking these classes and they're upping their game. So, you know, th- there's no more of going to a contest, getting one call and getting a GC. You know, you you need to get five or four top five calls to be even in the realm of, of getting a GC. I think yeah. the, you know, the competition has really, really gotten strong. And Leanne, how is it, you don't compete that much anymore, but you do an awful lot of judging. How is it from the judge's perspective? I've, I don't think I've ever asked you that, but. Um, is it goes the, in waves, you is know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it, so I'll give you an example. Brisket um, used to be just slices and then it was slices and burn ends. And now, and I, I've heard the rationale, um, burn ends aren't really turned in as much because some judges Mm -hmm. think they burn ends should be, you know, crunchy versus soft and tender. And because it's, it's a matter of the taste of the judge, why risk it and put put the burn end in. So Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more slices now thighs, you know, I used to turn in a half a chicken cut up and now, you yeah. know, thighs have been around, but now um, drummies are starting to creep their way in. So it, it does mm-hmm. go in in waves. Uh, the money muscle, of course, the money muscle wasn't even around when I first started. Unbeknownst to me, when I won first place at the Royal, and I have pictures of it, it was with the money muscle. And that was as far back as 1996 before I ever heard that term. But right. I knew that that was the most tender part of the uh, of the butt. and. Um, so it's all, and, and the thing I, I really don't like now is with the pork, you know, they're trying to turn in the slices of the money muscle, um, the tubes, which dry out really fast to me, that's, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And then like the chopped or whatever they do, they're using the money muscle once again. So it's like, yeah, it gets very redundant and repetitive. And so anyway, judging, it it does change. And I used to judge once a year when I was competing just to see what was going on in the boxes. That would ha- be helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that anyway, that's it. It changes, but the thighs haven't changed a whole lot. Still a lot of thighs coming in. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because, like I said, when I started this show, they were very... <clears throat> cut and dried you do this you put this many slices in you do this whatever 
And now that seems to have all, I won't say gone out the window, but it has expanded greatly. Like both of you were just saying that there's a little more latitude on what's in the box for a turn in. Mm -hmm. And that's a competitor's choice. But some of the judges, I think, and the ones we've talked to or the feedback I get from Leanne and stuff frequently is, um, you know, I'm going to paraphrase this, but there's a group of judges, like she was just saying, that maybe old school folks that didn't like it. And some of the newer ones are saying, yeah, this is good, you know, mm-hmm. like with burn ins or whatever. So I, I think it's ex- expanded in, in that regard. Presentation on ribs has been the same since way long time ago. There's only so much you can do with those. Yeah. Um, and you're getting St. Louis more over than baby backs. I mean, just because you're trying to get a double row and trying to get baby backs in a box and close it, it's not yeah. that easy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but ribs, you know, they've been pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, and has the flavor profiles changed? It's been sweet for many years, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Has it? Yeah. It's been very similar, very similar. Real quick, how can people find you and find your books? Um, so my books are available on Amazon. Um, and you, you know, just search Bill Gillespie on Amazon. The book should pop up. Um, www.smokinghogs.com, uh, at Smoking Hogs BBQ on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, we're all over the place. All right, well, cool. Well, before we go, what is your favorite yes. book? Do you have a favorite out of your books? Um you know, I, I really like, well, my first one, that's always going to be, but I, I like my second book, the grilling book. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it on a, on a Weber kettle and uh, I just showed the different techniques on setting up the, the charcoal, you know, you can do mm-hmm. a, a slow cook. You can obviously cook hot and fast on it. Um, I, I just thought it was a good overall book. I mean, just right. somebody for the, you know, for the backyard that wants to get out there and grill. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Okay, well, for Leanne and myself and everybody here at the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios, we thank you for listening. We'll be back um, next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Until then, have fun, be kind, and go cook something. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.